Welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And uh, boys, we have some uh, we have some interesting topics today. Uh, I was telling you guys off the air in our pre-production meeting that um, today for me was an introvert's worst nightmare in that we're in like late afternoon now and people have been just like dumping words into me all day. So if I just like get up and walk out of the room, if you hear like a door click, that's why I'm just, just having a little alone time. Listeners will will not even be surprised. That'll just be like, oh, Ted's Ted. You know, he used to open mail and eat granola bars. Sometimes he just, just says he doesn't care. Getting up and walking out just it just is on brand. Dude, I might get a I might do a little granola bar eating too, man. I'm on this new diet, this new uh, deal. So uh, not not hating life yet, which is good. But um, new year, new you. Good for good job, Ted. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to get scrawny, but just like a little bit scrawnier. Mm-hmm. You know, gotcha. If you've seen me, you know that I, I could stand to get a little bit scrawny. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie could not, however. No, Ronnie has nothing left to give, but he's just pushing through. Ronnie's going for like, um, I don't know. I was about to say like three things, and they're all offensive. So <laughs> I'm not going to say any of them. My filter still works. That's good. <laughs> Pipe, we have business. We have a sponsor, and uh, I want you to tell us about the sponsor, Okay. I need to start the sponsorship with an apology to uh, okay. to because this this particular sponsor has done so before, and I I found out like a week ago that I have been mispronouncing their name. Um, yeah, and there's nothing more embarrassing than having somebody be like, you know, very polite, but just uh, actually the name is oh. pronounced like this. So I've been saying Adelsberger for. Yeah. Renee, who is the author of James, uh, a study on James called James Mature in Every Way. It's mm-hmm. actually pronounced closer to Adele's burger, as in like the singer Adele is eating a hamburger. So Adele's burger. Yeah. Uh, so my apologies to them and to listeners for my lack of professionalism and research. And, you know, it's that's just poor performance on my part. So my apologies. Dude, you know what, though? I hung out with the Adelsburgers the other day, man, in person, in the flesh. Is it Adelsburger? Is it Adelsburger? Is it Adelsburger? I just screwed it up because I was saying (laughs) Adelsburger, too. And uh, and, they were very cool about it. They were very subtle in their correction. I felt, like, not chastised, but, you know, just like I I learned. But then I just reverted back then. So, um, so yeah, my apologies, too, now. well, yes, Mia culpa, you a culpa. We're all guilty except for Ronnie because he doesn't uh, he doesn't jump in he on this one. Speak of them. <laughs> I would never speak of Adele's burger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like my burgers. That's just not hasn't been in my top. Uh, you know, it's not in my burger list quite yet. But you guys are, you know, I'm getting there. Yes. Give me a minute. Pipe. Has there ever been? Uh, <laughs> has there ever been a, a NFL quarterback? Well, Roethlisberger. I was going to say with the suffix exactly burger. What I was, was going to say. Oh, let's see. I feel like there might be another one too. Roethlisberger for sure. I feel like there might be another one, but yeah, as discussed on the recently released at the time of this recording, Happy, Happy Rant Sports, Sports Podcast. Yeah, a little plug. We we discussed the the quality uh, of quarterback names and how that how that affects their play. So that's not the sponsorship though. The sponsorship is James Mature in Every Way, uh, a study aimed at students that Renee wrote. If you go to a studyofjames.com, you can actually download it for free, which means that if you are a Bible study leader, a youth leader, a youth pastor, a pastor of a church, small group leader, or just looking to dig into the book of James, 
Uh, there's no reason not to do this because all you have to do is go there and download and it costs you nothing. And it's a, it is, it, it runs the, the gamut from theological study to a little bit of background, cultural background to practical application. Um, and really looking at how the book of James walks people into spiritual maturity. If you work with students, especially, you know, that is a thing that is of utmost importance. And if you're an adult, you still need that too. So go to a study download the study by Renee. Um, I looked through it. It's really well designed. It's very well done. Uh, and, there is no reason not to do that. So go check that out. Absolutely, Pipe. And there's also no reason not to go to happyrantpodcast.com and order a bag of Ligaris Roasters coffee. This is the best coffee you will ever have. Um, that's my plug about Ligaris, short and sweet. Also, no reason not to run to the same website and check out uh, Together for the Rant. This is live in Louisville, too. Uh, it's happening in April. It's happening in conjunction with some other reformed conference that's happening in, in the same city at the same time. Uh, pipe, can they still get in under the, uh, under the window to get the cheaper ticket price? Is that still a thing? They can, that's through the end of January. So this episode will be dropping on, what is it? Monday, the 15th, 15th, I think. Um, and so, yeah, they'll have about two weeks left. So $10 tickets until the end of January, at which point they jump to 15. So if you or a group of you are intending to be there at together for the rant, may as well take advantage of the discount now, because after that, Tickets go up just a little bit. And are we still looking for uh, event sponsors, Pipe, or have, have those all sold out? Uh, we still have room for sponsors. Uh, I'm working with a couple uh, couple organizations on sort of the primo sponsorships. But if there are, you know, there we have room for sponsoring some of the, like, the refreshments or some giveaways or different kinds of things. So if there are listeners who are part of an organization who would be interested in sponsoring, uh, go to just hit us up at happyrantpodcast at gmail.com. And we can uh, we can negotiate. Mm, negotiating, I love it. We're businessmen. That's what we do. We make That's deals. Right. We'll uh, we'll make a deal with you if you hit us up. And and pipe. I want to talk about um, some other people who make deals. Okay, uh, you shared a link with us, and I, I laughed out loud the minute I saw the link because uh, it's an organization called Newsmax. Newsmax.com and what Newsmax has done, they've ranked the top 100 evangelicals in the world, which is proof that everything has now been ranked. There's nothing on the planet that hasn't been ranked now that we've now that we've done this. And this thing is this thing is hilarious. Have you boys had a chance to to look this list over? Baby, I'm looking at it literally as you speak, and it is uh, it's mind boggling. I, I was waiting until this episode to open the yeah. link and really look at it because I, I felt like uh, it would spoil the pleasure if I if I dug into it too soon. Piper, I have, I have so many questions for for you first about this. Like, what do we know about Newsmax? I, Can you tell me anything? All about I know this? is that if I see like a word combined with Max, my my evangelical yeah. guilt kicks in because it's like what mm-hmm. is it Cinemax or Skinemax or like it's, it's Cinemax. It is one of those. It is one of those channels that you don't look at when you yes. are uh, at a hotel. So Newsmax makes me very nervous. Yeah, yeah. Newsmax looks like delightfully crappy as a website in that there's there's all kinds of like clickbaity ads all over the place. There's pop-ups. Um, there's ridiculous like links to other headlines. Um, Newsmax is exactly who I want ranking the top 100 evangelicals in America. Um, Pipe, what is your... What is your response to let, how do we want to chunk this out? Let's just take the top. Let's talk about the top five right now. 
Um, Piper, I want you to look over the top five and just and just respond to it. All right. Well, let me read them off real quick for listeners in case they have not had the chance to to in, encounter this viral link. We've got Billy Graham, Franklin Graham, Joel Osteen, Mike Huckabee, and Pat Robertson. Nice. That is our that is our top five most uh, influential evangelicals in the world. Um, boy, how do you respond to such a thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, well, I I feel like there's there's a there's a bit of an issue with calling Joel Osteen Absolutely. an evangelical because I feel like I feel like you have to at least give some head nod to the Bible to be an evangelical. So like, even if you abuse it mercilessly, you have to at least like quote a yeah. verse periodically. Um, so like some of these other guys are horrendous with their use of scripture, but, but at least they, like they're familiar with their, yeah. their this thing called scripture. Uh, Osteen, I don't believe he is. Um, so I, I'm a little not, not keen on that. Franklin Graham number two is a boy. That's a <laughs> lot higher than I would have thought. Um, he, that's, I think that that might be the shocker of the list in terms of just the ranking is just really, yeah. Some of these rankings are just absolutely astonishing, but, uh, I'm going to read you some of the side headlines on Newsmax. Okay. (laughs) Here, here's one. This is a headline that, that we could, that we could pursue if, if, uh, if we so chose amazing colon, see the dad bod killer in action. All right. But I don't have that one on mine. They must know something about – oh, no, there it is. Never mind. I was going to say they must know something about you that they don't know about me. Yeah, yeah. See, also my diet. Uh, next headline, Zeta Jones thrilled with her 72-year-old husband. <laughs> Amazing. This is just the, – the, the credibility of Newsmax is just climbing with, with every second that I spend on this website. Um, okay. Let's look at some other notables on this list. Uh, Rick Warren just misses the top five. Um the Rick fact Warren. that he comes in behind Pat Robertson is, um, I mean, that that is America in a nutshell right there. Rick Warren right behind Pat Robertson. All right. We have we have Creflo Dollar coming in at number 12. He of the uh, private plane, et cetera, um, preaches a gospel of wealth from his megachurches, according to Newsmax.com. Um, like it's like printed there with zero irony. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zero irony. And- Probably lots of admiration. So now the the curious thing for me, and Big R, I want you to chime in on this. Um, John Piper. So we have to go all the way down to number 22 before we see a Piper on the list. Um, John Piper makes it. This is how. I, I, in, in all truth, I had no idea he yeah. was on this list. And, and he's described as, as such. One of the most prolific Calvinist writers of our time. Piper has offered, authored more than 50 books on the Christian faith. Um and he, he weighs in at number 22. And I tell you, he uh, he snuck in in front of uh, a guy named Ted Bear, who like counts cuss words and breasts in movies. So he he made the list at number 24. Also ahead of the Green family uh, of Hobby Lobby uh, yeah. power and wealth. So good job, Dad. Where's my money? Dude, seriously, seriously. Yeah, good job, John Piper. That's amazing. It, you know what? Curiously uh, omitted from this list is the three of us. So <laughs> the very first thing I did was scrolled through all 100 and, and you know, it's, none of yeah, us. You, you did the Barnabas Piper end of year book list exercise. Scroll through and see if you can find your name anywhere. Right, right. Am I even here? 
Um, Big R, as you look at this list, what jumps out to you as, as far as who's on it and who's ranked where? Try to keep it clean, Ronnie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, a little bit, Big T. I'm with you. I'm a little offended that we're not on this list. I mean, that makes it yeah. hard for me to even scroll through the list if I'm being honest with you right now, you know? Yeah. It makes it difficult. Um, I just love what they, what's, what's, what just kills me is like what they consider an evangelical, right? So, mm-hmm. um, man, I mean, I'm just scrolling through, right? So I, I'm looking at guys like Mike Huckabee. I'm looking at guys like Mike Pence, what considered an evangelical, Sarah Palin considered an evangelical. So it's just, it's weird. Like how they, I mean, I'm surprised, I'm surprised Johnny P is even on the list, you know, like when you kind of look at some of the other names, right? Yeah. Um, The fact that he's above, he's seven spots above Tim Keller. Uh, and Dave Ramsey is one spot above Tim Keller. Like this list is just a hot mess yeah. of like this is just RC Sproul makes the list, but they failed to mention that he passed away like two weeks what ago. What number is Sproul? Um Sproul is uh thirty-four, but then here's kind of a shocker. Then you get a guy like John Johnny Mac, John MacArthur, who's thirty-nine, but here's even a bigger yeah. shocker. Like, why is Bill Hybels number forty? Hybels should have been way further up this list. Right. Hey, what is Hybels up to these days, man? Back back when I used to think about Hybels, which was, albeit was not a lot ever, but he was like he's like the the CEO of like the Willow Creek franchise, right? Is that still a thing for him? Yeah, I think I think he recently, like within the last year, announced his uh, his forthcoming retirement from the pastorate mm. of Willow Creek Church, uh, and then so because they announced the the tandem of pastors yeah. who will replace him. Um, and yeah, I mean, in, in terms of influential, like his his influence on the mega church and the the, the yeah. attractional church in America is, yeah, I mean, it's untold. What like what Willow Creek did to shape and model other churches? Like there are churches who are modeling themselves after Willow Creek that yeah. don't even know who yeah, Willow Creek is. He should be is way higher on the list, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Way higher. You know I mean, and then I think when you get to uh, now here's a couple that just kind of crack me uh-huh. up a little bit. Um, no, no, no yeah. disrespect, but when we get to 54 and 55, 54 being Kurt Cameron, okay. okay. Like I get it, you know, like what, whether it's a hot, hot <laughs> moment for us or not, you know, like he's a guy that, you know, he's a name, but then right below him is his sister, Candace Cameron Burr. And I'm just thinking like, wait, she's a, she's an influential evangelical. Followed by, okay. And they're sandwiched with Jeremy Lin at 53 and Tim Tebow at 56. So this is like the entertainment portion. Cause we've got athlete, actor, actress, uh, former athlete. How does Jeremy Lin... <laughs> Uh, end up ranked higher than Tim Tebow on this list. Uh, he had like one good season, which I know because I wrote a. An he, book he had Baker like one good that. twenty-two games. Is that, is he that had a good twenty-two titled Lynn Describable to go with that song. Lynn Describable. <laughs> Keep singing it. He was uncontainable for a while. He was uncontainable true. for twenty-two games. Lynn Describable. Exactly. Lynn Containable. How many Lins can fit onto those words in that song? Yeah, so Tebow is is below him, and and Tebow I feel like is still um, worshipped by a lot of evangelicals. He's still on TV a lot. Um, I feel like this this number fifty six ranking for him is a slap in the face. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he's crushed by this if he reads Newsmax. Absolutely, uh, which he's I'm on sure. Newsmax a lot, baby. He's on it a lot for sure. Now, pipe should we make? <laughs> Should we make Big R read out loud the uh, the banner ad along the bottom of of the website? Is it? <clears throat> uh, I hit the little X on that, so I I made it go away. But it, which means I need him to read okay. it, so I know what it's. Big says. R, do you still have it? Baby, I don't have it. Uh, you can't read it. 
because this would cause friction with uh, with a certain unnamed someone in your in your um, your church sphere. <laughs> oh, that's I, I yes, I made it go away so that I could because it just annoys me when things are hovering over my screen. But yes, it was a uh, I believe it was a male enhancement uh, advertisement. Yeah, it said men eat this dot 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 never have ed. Wow. Yeah. Which run it, run it, hide, Ronald. Yeah, they are. I'm not asking hide. you to comment on that one way or another because you are better than that. <laughs> uh, guys, that. number sixty-five is Beth Moore. Can we just chat about hey, Beth? <laughs> Matt Matt Walsh made it onto the list above Jen Hatmaker, which is uh, just fascinating because of how wildly divergent those two are as human beings. How is Jenny Hatmaker not higher on the list? I figure she would be. How is Beth Moore not higher on the list, man? It's sixty-five. I mean, good question. Gosh. Triple E yeah, made the list. The list is, is just like phenomenal it. to me. I have to admit, no diss on him. It's just that's phenomenal. Why is that me. phenomenal? I, don't I feel like he's a big deal. Is he a big deal? He, I just don't see how he's a big deal. Well, how how is is Lecrae on this Lecrae. list anywhere? Or? Triple E. Never mind. I thought we were talking about Lecrae. And then, and then you're trying to tell me. Then you get down, and then you're looking at somebody like what, like a like a like a Tomlin isn't higher than a Triple E. I mean, it's like you know. 98% of the churches in America are still singing all of his songs every Sunday. How is he not more influential? It's just crazy to me. Dude, how about, yeah, I mean, uh, how about 64 Metaxi? Yeah, I know. Our boy Metaxi. I know. Oof. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that Chris Tomlin's not like top 10 on here is nuts because not only is every church singing his songs, even if they don't believe the words, but every worship leader between the ages of 20 and 44 who's male is trying to sound exactly like him too. Mm. Like he is, he has influenced a, like the church side of things and the, the industry of Christian music. Uh, he's much more influential than, I don't know, almost anyone on and this. You know, what, here's what's funny, man. So when you get down to like 91, 92, I actually agree with some of these that people might be, you know, like Eugene Peterson, 91, Russell Moore, 92. Those guys are Russell a little Moore more did. tribal. So I kind of get that. I get that they're a little bit down on the list. You okay. know what I mean? Not everybody's heard of them, but they, you know, well. Ferdy made it in at 97. Ferdy was 97? Just above Which Andy that's Stanley. That's a type. Why is Andy Stanley 98? I think that's phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah, it's. It, I think maybe because he hasn't made the news recently. Like he hasn't rocked the boat enough recently to, to climb the list. Boys, here's something I didn't know that I just learned about Eric Metaxas. Are you ready? Metaxi? Has created scripts for the Christian-based children's show VeggieTales. Did we know wow. this about our boy the taxi? I never knew that. I'm Back in the day, now, was a little like hipster writers Garrett in New York City banging out scripts for Veggie Tales about like talking fruits and vegetables. Gosh, no wonder why he went so far, Big T. I mean, this you can amazing. see it now. You you can see why everything took off for him now. It Veggie just all Tales makes is a, is a launch pad. I wonder. If, I, I wonder what his what his uh, episodes were were about. You know what I mean? Um, I wonder if they were Carrots kind of like deep socio political statements. He did the apple one. He did the apple episode that time. It's the team. best fruit, you know. He did. He did the apple one and the asparagus Ooh, one. Asparagus. My two favorite episodes of all yeah, time. Yeah, asparagus, kind of a superfood, you know. A little controversial. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I would never watch any if, episode that wasn't written by Metaxi. I'm just <laughs> telling you right now. All right, way me, better than. Let me Trump ask you this, or, just conceptually. Uh, of of all the authors we know, all right, every author in our sphere. Who is the most likely to have also written VeggieTales episodes back in the late 90s? Oh, my gosh. Oh Who else has that goodness. writing credit? Like way down on their, on their resume. I just had 19 people come to mind immediately, and I'm afraid to say yeah. every single one of them. 
<sighs> really? What, I think Russell Moore. About? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Like not arguing about politics, you know, or except they would have done it like it would have been like run, running for, I don't know, playground president or something like that. And uh, <clears throat> and people would have picked sides and then you would have had to right. find like the third way, the middle ground, the let's keep our convictions in the middle of all of this. But yeah, he, like let's vote for the onion. He's, a, he's like a sneaky, clever person who has all these other sort of closeted interests. Like he reads comic books and loves mm-hmm. – old school country music and like he just has these sort of creative and elements that are not you know you don't think of when you think of evangelical theologian types so i yeah. i think he's i think he's a i could see that being in his past yeah. his, his episode would have been watchable i'll uh, i'll give him that um big r who, who are you who are you calling for a a veggie tales episode and what would oh, it be like dude i have no idea what like the blonde guy from dc talk kevin Kevin, Kevin Max, Max. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know, man. I'm what just trying to think of the. Like- I'm trying to think of the most humiliating thing that one of these guys would have done because they would have gotten paid a lot of money to do it back in the day. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, what would his episode would have been on? Oh, dude, it would have been I about a, a boy like, band collection of like vegetables, right? Either that, or he would. It would have been something they would have tried to get out, like some of his angst on that he couldn't on the DC Talk records yeah. because there there were no angst on those records. But he yeah, so a little I, darker on Veggie Tales. It was. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like the asparagus has a bad day and then like the carrot comes up and like they don't know how to deal with each other because they're like different colors or something like I don't know. Yeah, I like that, baby. I'd watch that. Um, you know, just just starting to swim in some of those racial waters, you know, back in the it day. It was an issue show. It really was. It was. It was a yeah. big issue. Yeah. Boys, I- <clears throat> what's 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 the biggest takeaway you guys like when you just look at this list? What's one thing that you're just like, wow, that that jumps off at me at about the whole thing because this is just had to write it yes you know what i mean (laughs) is there is there a credit on this like is there a a a byline um jen kraus jen cross who jen jen cross yeah jen so either kudos or or criticisms to jen i'm not sure which compilation list it's like everybody (laughs) always thinks that it should be you know sort of like assembled to their own choosing right so you can never read a you can never read a list without thinking I would I would have put this person ahead of this person. But this one, oddly enough, seems like this one just seems really, really like just ignorant, you know? You know what? In defense of Jen Cross, though, I couldn't have done this. You know what I mean? Even even at my most like well, desperate as a writer, like do anything for a payday, like th- this would have been really hard. You know what I'm saying? In defense of Ken Ham, I – I could not have done this <laughs> defense of, uh, you know, Donald Miller. I, you know, I, I would have never been able to do this. Well, it, I think it, not being able to do this in large part is because this very clearly shows, I mean, if, if this is a snapshot of American evangelicalism, it very clearly shows that nobody knows what the hee-haw evangelicalism yeah, is. Yeah. Because there are people on here who don't believe in Jesus and there are people on here who would condemn literally 95% right. of this list to hell. And and they're all evangelicals apparently. They, they believe opposite things and yet they're on the same list. So, Boys, let me ask you this. Who in our sphere would have read this and been most bummed to not be on it? Like legitimately bummed. Stephen L. Drogi. <laughs> I think we know, but I'm afraid to say so. Trokes is like, hey, I've got like two podcasts and a website. Why am Only I Only two? I don't know. I've lost track. 
It's hard to tell which ones are active at any given time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's like eight of them I on like hiatus. That, though. that means he has a lot, he has a lot to draw from, right? Like, what am I in the mood for this week? You know, what am I in the mood to do? I'll just take my pick. I'll just grab wow. my bundle of podcasts and pick the one that suits me. You know, he's an artist. He's not a jaded businessman like like we are just putting out content week after week. Well, that's week. what happens when success hits you, Big T. That's what that's happens. That's right. You grapple with these things, you know. Um, sometimes, boys, you have to just show up to work. Um, I, I feel like we are we're, – we're what Reformedom loves. We're just plotting visionaries on the show. You know, we're just plotting forward. We're not we're not out for the glitz and the glamour and the top just one. ordinary normal guys, right? Ordinary just guys, normal guys putting our putting our khaki pants on one leg at a time. You know, um, boys, I, I have a question for you. I haven't. I'll be honest, and I'm going to be honest with the audience in saying that I haven't really poured over the list in great detail. Um, but this question is going to serve as a bridge to our next topic, which is um, when I was a kid and when when we were all kids, really, there was a a particular Christian artist, a singer named Carmen. And he was a large Italian gentleman with lots of chest hair. He was kind of sweaty. And um, I don't remember a lot about Carmen, except that he kind of touched all the genres. There was kind of like a country line dancing Carmen phase. There was rap Carmen when he was in a puffy purple jacket. And um, every other phase that you can imagine, kind of like, you know, Sinatra-esque crooner uh, era Carmen. And Piper, you sent us a link indicating that Carmen is now in the life coaching business. Um, I want to first ask, how did you find this? Like, <laughs> Because we have, we have awesome listeners okay. who know exactly what we need when we need it. Uh-huh. That was a, that was a listener yeah. share and, uh, and it was perfect. It is perfect. And in pipe, what I'd like for you to do, since you're a writer, you're a man of letters um, I want you to just pop open the Carmen Life Coaching website and pick a couple of sentences at random to read dramatically. And Ron and I will respond to it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just go with this slogan Psychiatry cures the past, advice corrects the present, life coaching mm-hmm. creates the future. As, as though your future won't be created without life coaching. Hmm. That's right. Uh, to clarify that, in a sense, I am that man outside of your fire who can see clearly and help you navigate the way to go to create the future you really want. <laughs> Interesting. As I look at these pictures of Carmen, I'm just going to describe what I'm seeing. Um, the yeah. top of the website is sort of business Carmen. If the business is like hijacking a truck and selling cigarettes off of the back of it. So what you've got is a black pinstripe suit and a and a, a dress shirt, a white dress shirt unbuttoned like down to the navel. Okay, that's the first picture. Um, and then we have a picture of like a shiny leather jacket, Carmen, Carmen in a fedora, like chewing on the what, what do you call that part of the sunglasses that like goes over to your ear? What do we call that? The arm of the sunglasses. And and then sure, roll with that. Yeah, there's like deep V-neck shirt, Carmen. The, the Are you guys seeing these same pictures? Here's the thing about yes, oh yeah, I like the I like the one where he's holding like what looks to be like a flip phone, like yeah. he's posing for like, like an ad for like, like buy sell telephones buy, sell. from the 1980s. Here's the thing, I don't want this Carmen anywhere <laughs> near my fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't even want. But, but him he's there. not. But he's outside the fire. fire. That's the whole point. 
Guys, I am clicking on there's a bronze, a silver, and a gold package. I, I'm clicking on the gold package yeah. to see what this is going to set me back. Because obviously, card, I'm, hang on, I'm grabbing my card right now and package? figuring out how I can do this. The gold membership. Oh, baby, it's, it's not, not that much. Not it's bad, only baby. 200 bucks a month. 200 a month. It's not bad at all. I mean, it's making me think, why aren't we offering life coaching at the rant? Big R, tell the listeners what you'll get for $200 a month. You know, uh, for $200 a month, this is what Carmen has to say, man. I've had nearly every client I've worked with ask for a special rate that's more affordable. I know it takes many sessions to get the results you desire. So now I offer an easy commitment that will save you $50 a session. And uh, as a gold member bonus, wait for it, boys. Each month I will give you my personal favorite top five songs to encourage you in your one-on-one journey together with me. Ooh. Does that mean he will serenade us I'm for two hundred dollars? I was literally like I just read that. That wasn't a joke. So do we get the songs in person, or is so it that, like a mixtape? I think he's no. I don't think. Well, yeah, that's a good question, man. It's a yeah. It's it's a. Uh, or is he writing? I, I love how. I mean, dude, I love how he's just going to tell you his top five favorite songs. I love that. Like, dude, just just tell me what songs encourage you, and then like what I, I'll go to like. YouTube, like I'll go to Spotify. Like, th- is that how I go and get them? I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know how it works. And that's how we do our one-on-one journey together. Is that you just tell me? You know what? If we had, if we had more um, supporters on uh, Patreon, Patreon. What's that thing people are supporting? Patreon. Let's let's get a Patreon sponsor to sponsor us to get a gold membership, so that we one of us can sign up and and go immersive and uh, and really see what this entails. Uh, I think that needs to happen. Hey, I want you guys to click uh, click the about link and then tell me how we can possibly figure out how to pronounce his last name. All right. All right. <clears throat> and I expect some kind oh, of reaction. Goodness. Thank you, Pipe. <laughs> Carmen Dominic Licciardello. 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 That, yeah, his... Uh, his Italian grandmother is very proud of him, and his Italian grandfather wonders why he's not in the goodness. Why he's not in the mob? Like that is a. Tell me how that picture that strikes you, Piper. Sussed out. <laughs> he's 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 modeling it after his his uh, high school senior photos from like 1983. Dude, this is almost. I think I think that shirt even has it puppy does have sleeves. puffy sleeves. And now that you mention like the mob thing, I'm afraid like if we keep talking about this, we're going to get a knock on our door at some point. Yeah, we're going to end up gonna be some dude standing there. We're going to end up in the East River, boy. Dude, seriously, man, it's like Mystic River all over again. <laughs> Does, is there is there anything on here that says where he lives? Uh, just like general town, like I I feel like he must live in like Spokane, Washington, or something. Ashland, Ohio. Contact. <laughs> Let's see. We're looking at the contact us page. Tulsa, Oklahoma. What? Yes, Carmen, life coaches out of Tulsa. He clearly made some poor life decisions to land there. Dude, I feel like he runs Tulsa, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, Tulsa's if Carmen, you go to uh, Tulsa, and that's his like town. A, that's his. He owns this he town. Owns OTT, town, man. Yeah, OTT, man. When you talk about Tulsa, absolutely, dude. You go into Tulsa and you want a table at a restaurant, and and Carmen is your life coach. You're you're not waiting in line in Tulsa. Is all I'm saying. Um, boys, let me let me frame this question to you another way. Um, <laughs> scale of one to ten, I I don't know. I don't know if I even want to ask this because I don't want to offend anybody. But okay, let me say it this way. 
it never stopped us. Before. Who would you who would you most want to get life coached by? If you had to have one life coaching session with with anybody, who would it be? Who would you want like life and future advice from? Like, are you saying like to be funny, like somebody that you would never really want it from, but you would love to just sit down and get it from them because it would be funny? Yes, yes. Is that what that, you mean? Or or serious? You can go serious. You can go earnest. Keith Keith Richards. <laughs> Keith Richards. All kidding aside, Piper has done. He's done well in that he's. He's been the only Rolling Stone to like kind of continue rehabbing his image such that he's still relevant. You know what I mean? He's still the one that like people talk about and people feel kind of well and he's he's still alive, which is miraculous. I think I think the other ones are actually still alive too, but kind of barely, more in a more in like a barely way. Dude, they're all alive except for I think one of the dudes that that died early on. You know, yeah, they're all still kicking. So what would a Keith Richards life life coaching sesh look like? Uh, I, I mean, I would hope that he uh, he backed up whatever points he was making with lots and lots of stories. Yeah. So, you know, let me tell you about this one time. And mainly I just like I, I sort of picture, uh, you know, Captain Jack mm-hmm. Sparrow in Keith Richards clothing telling me about uh, his life on the road with the Rolling Stones in the 60s no. and in the 60s and 70s. And I've never <laughs> done life coaching, but I, I sense that one aspect of this whole relationship is that so you meet with a life coach, let's say you meet with Keith Richards and you you begin to sort of like adopt one or two of the like personal flourishes or affectations of Keith Richards because what you're really buying yeah, it's, is it's like, just like it's like every re- young reformed preacher watching famous preachers they absorb one or two of those those traits and those mannerisms and they begin to mimic them in all aspects of life. So what is it about Keith Richards that you would absorb? What's the mannerism? I, I just want to be as cool as Keith Richards when I'm like 72, you know, you, there's because he just he, he how many people have like swagger at 72 or 77 or whatever he is like he's got swagger and he's old. Yeah, that's amazing. True story. True story. Big R, who would you want to be life coach? Dude, by? I don't know, man. I just think I, I just I'm I'm so like I'm so like not into that whole gig, you know, in general. But like just I would want to do it with some. <laughs> Are, are you implying no, that I am? Not at all. Piper, Piper, on the other hand, is very into life. Yeah, coaching. I'm implying that you are, Pipe, because you chose Keith Richards. So yeah, that was that felt like a serious choice for you. But um, dude, I don't know, man. I'd want to get some. I'd want to get somebody on the Newsmax list, dude. Like, I'd seriously, yeah. I would love to sit down with like Furtick or Kurt Cameron or like Franklin Graham Jr. or. One of the I would love to get I would love to sit down with them and them think that I'm serious and just ask them questions and just like see where they go and then try to see if I could like reroute it a little bit and kind of make it a little funny to where at some point, you know, the whole thing would just like fall apart and collapse. That would be interesting. Like I want to end with giving them like life coaching stuff. (laughs) Yeah, if, if the if the contest is how long can you keep a straight face while being life coached? That I mean, that sounds like a fun game. Like pick somebody off that top 100 list, and it's like you have to like place bets on: is it five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes? Like how long? Dude, that's can what you I'm saying. Go? I think it would be super. That, I think it would, would be, be super amazing. funny to get some guy in there that would be the last guy you'd want life coaching from, and just see what they have to say. But like, ask questions that are really hard for them to sort of like get their their head around. Yeah. Like to where you like start flustering them and they don't even know what to say. Like that would just be fun. Dude, so on like kind of a semi-serious level though, and, and Big R, I'll, I'll throw this to you because you're a man of the cloth. Isn't life coaching like, isn't it just sort of like discipleship? Shouldn't we be doing this anyway, like for each other and, and people should be doing it for us. We should be doing it for other people. I mean, isn't that kind of what like discipleship is? 
Yeah, I mean, and yeah, in the context of the local church, yeah. it, it's just disciple making and pastoring at the right. end of the day, for sure. Yeah, it it seems like really expensive mentorship without yeah. the actual relationship. Yeah, you're, yeah, you know, because like if if you have a mentoring sort of relationship, or so where you have a mentor, like they are they are coaching you on life, like life decisions about relationships and about money and about your faith, and <clears throat> I mean, which is. You know, and that therein lies the discipleship aspect. Life coaching yeah. seems like buying a it mentor. It is because typically what you're tra- – yeah, it totally is, man. Because what you're trading on – when some guy gets to that level, you're trading on the influence that he has had because he has been successful in whatever endeavor, you know, like he's pursued. Yeah, but that so isn't for like, some- it, it doesn't qualify Carmen to like tell you whether or not you should keep dating your girlfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you should, you should yeah. break up with her. She's bad for you. But I bet he could give you the top five breakup songs. Yeah, where are you gonna? I mean, baby, where are you gonna get the songs if you don't? If you don't, I, that's the thing. I, that, that's what I keep coming back to. Where am I gonna get the songs? Where am I gonna find a, a breakup song if not? That's what I'm saying. You know, I don't know. They're so hard to find. They are. I just asked Taylor Swift. They're so Uh-oh. hard to find. Exactly. Uh oh. Ooh. Ooh. Boys, we have time for one more quick topic, and this was uh, this was via one Barnabas Piper. Here it is. Why do reformed pastors love to use the phrase? moralistic therapeutic deism who the blank knows what this means and and having been in reformed churches i can tell you that i've heard that self-same phrase many many times um big r you are a reformed pastor um you're the only reformed pastor on this program do you use the phrase moralistic therapeutic deism and second question can you interpret that for us in plain speak can you tell me and piper what that means Baby, first off, um, would I be a reformed pastor if I didn't use that at least once or twice a month? I feel like it's and the kind of thing you rail against. Do you rail against it? You're supposed to rail against it, okay. and you're supposed to think that Tim Keller coined it, but he actually just quoted somebody else on it. Okay. Um, and the big idea is that um, me, like every other reformed pastor that's ever quoted it, I have no, I have no idea what, what it what, <laughs> what it, what it what actually it means. means. Yeah. Yeah. Piper. I mean, I think I think when you yeah the ther I get all confused when we get to the therapeutic and the deism part. Mm. See, I actually do know what it means. I just think it's one of the stupidest phrases to use for a pastor because it is a it is a glowing neon sign that says "Congratulations, I went to yeah. seminary" or "I read a book," and it communicates exactly nothing to anybody you're trying to communicate to except other pastors who uh who you are now in a pissing match i mean it's really just a fancy word for it's a fancy word for legalism at the end of the day is really all it is well it's yeah moralistic meaning you think you can make yourself righteous therapeutic meaning like instead of having your soul transformed you are going through sort of uh behavioral therapy and deism meaning that you know god created everything and set it in motion but he is distant and so you're sort of you sort of functioning Pipe, as your own you, god i mean so dude, it's basically, that was it, that was insane sat through a couple reforms you're just trying to move past that so quickly Baby, don't let Pipe move past that so quickly because what he just did was as amazing as his uh, as his reviews, as his uh, as his ad campaign at the beginning of our yeah. program. Man. That was insane. Piper might know more like reform stuff than than anyone because of like the sheer volume of it that he sat through in his life. You know what I mean? The sheer DNA that's built into his blood. You mean? Yeah, I would. I'm not even talking about DNA. I'm not talking about you know nature. I'm talking about about nurture. You know, like this stuff is like it's 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 
it's infused into Piper. You know what I mean? But I mean, baby, did you hear the way? Did <laughs> you so hear sad. the way he just broke that down without? No, like, I did. Of course, I did. I mean, there was no yeah. thought, no thought. Other, it was literally right there at the like the front of his mind, and he just broke that yeah. thing down in like ten point six seconds. Yeah, that was incredible. That was uh, that was amazing. Oh, Piper, are you it still was- there, dude? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just I, I'm well. I'm blushing, which doesn't come through on the uh, on the air very well. And then uh, I'm a little bit discouraged because of how much because you stuff asked in your original question, who knows what this means, and the answer <laughs> happens to be you. Is that well, why you're a little the, weird about the, it, dude? No the the point of the question was who who that you are like if you're trying to communicate a message to somebody, right? Who it's knows just what jargon. It's just like insider language. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's it is. Total insider. Yeah, it, it and and it's not. I mean, and it's like it's like a string of of insider mm. language, such that it's. I mean, it's like uh, it's like listening to a computer programmer talk. If you are familiar with like browsing yeah. on the internet, where you're just like, I I think those are English words, yeah. but I'm not even sure. And and that's that. And and the, it just bugs me because people use it. Because it's a really concise way to say, like, this is a belief system that's mm-hmm. opposed to the gospel, because it is exactly opposed to the gospel. But it communicates right. none <laughs> of that to to ninety nine percent of the people who well, are you have sitting to there. Explain it like you just did, but I don't know that anybody could ever explain it as good as you just did, including the person that coined the term, whoever that is. I'm Do we know who that was? Can I look at that. Moro Keller is the Keller is the first person I saw use it. Hang on, just give me like about ten or twenty minutes to type that word out. I feel like I'm okay with Keller using it because oh, I'm a okay. sociologist, uh, Christian Smith. Ah, uh, Smitty. Yeah, Christian Christian Smith. See, if if a sociologist is using a phrase, then it it probably is not something that just transitions neatly into your distressed wood pulpit or cafe table or whatever it is you preach from. <laughs> you know what, man? I have to I have to I have to do this right. It wasn't just Christian Smith. Wait for this, boys. It was okay. Christian Smith and Melinda Lundquist Denton. Oh, and I know God. you guys know her well. Dude, that had Lundquist you know, Melinda. Written off. Oh, big oh, fan. Man. How Big is Melinda fan. doing, boys? Oh. Is she all right? Well, I haven't talked to her in a while. She's probably a little distressed she didn't That's make true. that top 100 list. That's true. How different would that list be if a reformed person wrote it and would it only be like 12 people because I think that's what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the women would be in the would bottom half. All the women I think the one the woman. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Jen yeah. Wilkin. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then yeah, well there then there would be questions like it does does Beth Moore cut it? It depends exactly on right. how reformed this person is. You have like Jen Wilkin, Kathy you know, Keller, and Jackie Hill Perry getting like honorable mention, but only because she's just young and she isn't quite in yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Pipe, what's the reformed Mendoza line? How reformed do you have to be to be called reformed, but you're not like really super reformed? Oh, goodness. Who um, is that person? I want to know so that we can we can rank accordingly. Well, I, I mean, I – it's not the passion conference. Like, you know, mm. so you have to think about like, I, I think about this in terms of sort of tribes, like who are they associated with? So it's not passion because they, there are speakers at passion who like, they, they're just not part of the reform tribe. So it's, it's gotta be something else uh, above that. Um, is it like guest posting on the gospel coalition or like having your book reviewed by the gospel coalition? Does that cut it? Yeah. That helps, um, man. Man. <laughs> 
This, I mean, they and well, having your book reviewed positively because they will destroy yeah. some books too. But uh, let's see. I think I don't know. I because I, the line is changing as well. Because they, you know, like when there there was a time when like Beth Moore was very clearly not part of the reformed camp, but she is. I think she's much more welcomed by many now than she would have been before because people are like, oh, wait, she's one of the best Bible teachers in the country, um, even though she doesn't really talk Reformed theology at all. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Reform Mendoza line is. What do Dude, you think, I Ron? Know, man. I was thinking while you were saying that, but I mean, gosh, man, I mean, Moore's a good example of that, right? Like everybody's everybody's afraid, but like, you know, Russell Moore's like liking all of her tweets now. And, you know, so you get, like you get that whole thing where it's, it's kind of starting like that, you know what I mean? But, I, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We need we need to think about this a little. Let's let's think about it, and then we'll uh, we'll make our own list Ooh. next app. I like it. I like it. That's good radio. Yeah, let's make our own list. Let's compile our own list. Do like a do like an in, an in or out list. Like Sorry, are they in or are they out? In and out list. Yeah. Okay. So that's what everybody can look forward. to. Boys, we've accomplished a lot today on the program. This has been uh, this has been good. Um, Little life coaching, little top 100. Now we have a little homework to uh, to kind of work on our own reformed top 100 list, which will be like top 12, as you said, Big R. Uh, we have wandered to and fro throughout this episode, gentlemen. Until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.